Welcome to High Performance Mindset with Dr. Sindra Kampoff. Do you want to reach your full potential, live a life of passion, go after your dreams? Each week, we bring you strategies and interviews to help you ignite your mindset. Let's bring on Sindra. Welcome to the High Performance Mindset Podcast. This is your host, Sindra Kampoff. And today, I am very grateful that you're here, ready to listen to an interview with Tom Dillard. Before I introduce Tom, I just want to thank you so much for those people who have recently gone over to iTunes to rate the podcast and, and make a comment. I really appreciate it. What that does, it allows us to reach more and more people each week with mindset strategies. So I'm going to read um, one that came in a few days ago from Sumitra. Sumitra says, I've learned so much from this podcast. Thank you so much, Dr. Sindra. And I have applied it to my sales process. Uh, so Sumitra, thank you so much for tuning in and for making that comment. And if you regularly listen to the podcast, or let's just even say that you've listened to one and you know one's been helpful, we would so much appreciate a, a comment and a, a rating over on iTunes. It just helps us reach more and more people each week. So thanks so much for doing that for us. All right, so we are going to turn to an interview with Tom Dillard. I had an amazing privilege of listening to Tom Dillard um, provide a, um, a presentation to the Minnesota Vikings rookies. Um, and so I was able to listen in on that, that presentation, um, given my involvement with the team. And I wanted to ask Tom uh, to come on the podcast because I thought his message would be really, really helpful and uh, just inspire all of, all of you who are listening out there. And so what Tom um, has done in this, in this interview is really describe to us what it means to think and act like a SEAL. So Tom is a retired Navy SEAL. Um, he was just retired maybe three or four days um, before I interviewed him. So it's a very recent retirement. And he spent 20 years in the Navy, the last 15 years as a SEAL. And so we, what, what he describes to us in this interview is really how to think like a SEAL, how SEALs earn their trident every day. And he, he describes what that means and just the privilege that an honor that they have in respecting the SEALs. So he describes a lot of um, things related to mindset in this interview. He talks about the importance of controlling your emotions and, and actually how to do that. And one of the things I really like um, towards the end of our discussion is uh, he was describing the difference that the SEALs use in, in um, describing the difference between arrogance and confidence. And he says, you know, arrogance and confidence are different. Um, confidence is leading by example and knowing it's not about you. But he describes how arrogance can, can really turn into cancer um, and there's no arrogance for what we do. So I really love this conversation. Um, it was really eye-opening for me and I learned quite a bit about the SEAL mindset um, and how I could even apply it in my life and in my work with athletes and leaders and entrepreneurs. So I'm hopeful that you will find it um, helpful as well. Um, and if you liked Tom's interview, um, again, head over on to Twitter or Instagram or Facebook, wherever you go. We'd love to hear from you and just tell us what stood out to you about the interview. What's one thing that was helpful? All right. So without further ado, let's uh, bring on Tom Dillard. Welcome to the High Performance Mindset Podcast. This is your host, Sindra Kampoff. And today I'm excited to provide you an interview with Tom Dillard. Tom is a just-retired Navy SEAL. So, Tom, welcome to the podcast. Thank you, Sindra. Um, so, Tom, tell us a little bit about what you do now and uh, just your passion in general. Well, so in general, I uh, just retired, you know, less than two weeks ago. And... Um, 
I am looking to continue my passion, which has always been, you know, helping others and um, serving others. And I feel that I could fulfill this passion through strength conditioning or human performance coach, which is mental performance. And, um, you know, I just believe that most athletes train really, really hard in the physical aspect. And I'm not sure how much of the mental aspect they train in. And it's all about mental. You know, when I was a SEAL instructor, we tell our students, hey, it's 10% physical, 90% mental. Yeah, and why do you see, you know, it's such a large component? I mean, 90% is a lot, Tom. So what would your rationale be for why it's 90%? Because, you know, regardless of how good of a shape you are, um, you know, we get you out of your comfort zone. And you think you're good at something, the next day you're exhausted, you're broke, you're tired, you're mentally, physically beat down. It's not how fast you're going to run, how fast you're going to swim that's going to get you through the day. It's all in your head. It's your mind is, you know, is usually what holds most common men back from achieving their goals. It's, it's all in your head. It's like, I could do this regardless of the circumstance. And you push yourself and, you know, you have to thrive on the challenges. Nice. I can't wait to talk to you more, <laughs> Tom, about your, your philosophy and how you became to understand that your mind is, you know, 90% of kind of what you do as a SEAL. So let's just, you know, get started with you a little bit about your background. So, um, Tom, can you tell us just like, um, you know, briefly how you became a SEAL? Yeah, so, um, you know, graduated high school in 90, um, was pursuing firefighting, and, you know, the first Gulf War was going on. I tried, actually tried to join the Navy three different times and um, you know they found out I had asthma in high school so then I had to wait a couple of years and I went back and the, they were actually fully manned the Navy they weren't accepting anybody which is pretty incredible so then I went back another uh, year and a half and I was able to get in um, went to boot camp went to school actually went to a ship for two and a half years and then uh, my first trip to Bud's and I went Three times, three separate trips, I finally made it due to, you know, injuries each trip. And um, overall, it's taken me almost 10 years to become a SEAL once I decided a year after high school this is what I wanted to do. So it took you 10 years. Well, 10 so that years. Means I never gave up on it. Um, you know, in, in time, I think I just needed that big enough why, and that was September 11th. Yeah. What would What was the... Why September 11th? Why was that your why, and how did that become your why? Back in Orange County, going to another fire academy, and um, came home one morning from surfing and turned the news on and just saw what happened, and it just it, it really fired me up. Um, and I just wanted to do something about it. I want to be part of, you know, something. Um, I went down to the reserve center that next morning and said, hey, I want to go back, and had orders a week later. And that why carried me through, or that why is what got me back in the training. And once I got in, it, you know, it's it's easy. It's a no-brainer. It's all about the boys around you, the brotherhood, the challenges in and out daily. Um, you know, the, just having your passion of, of helping others and be able to be part of something bigger than yourself was the you know the amazing part. So brotherhood, a passion for something bigger than yourself and, and serving the world and serving others. You know, tell us a little bit about, Tom, like the Navy SEAL philosophy. How would you describe that? So, you know, it's, I mean, you know, the philosophy, I mean, I guess, you know, try to break it down. I mean, with us, it's just 
it's just loyalty, you know, to country and to each other, to the team and to our teammates. Um, you know, you're at the bottom of this upside down pyramid. Everything's before you. You're the last one. Um, you know, just taking responsibility for your actions, the actions of your teammates. And, you know, the biggest one I like is you, you earn your try every day. You know, when I talk to sports teams, I'm like, hey, you earn your jersey every day, either on or off the, you know, the game field or the practice field or the weight room or whatnot. It's a privilege and it's an honor and it's something that you have to earn every day. It's one of our biggest philosophies. It's not given to you and it's not, you're not entitled to anything. And it's a volunteer program. Right. The SEALs is a volunteer program. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And what does it really take to become a SEAL? I know you are, you've been in the Navy for, you know, 20 years. So what's the actual process? Can you outline that for us? It's changing time. Um, when I went in, I think the average age was 25 to 27. In the last five, seven years, um, the Navy's kind of changed that due to funding and whatnot and recruited more, you know, more kids out of um, high school and college. So the average age dropped down to 2021. 20, initially and it's affected our community a little bit, it's, you know, a little junior and whatnot, but um, it's a long process. You know, you, you go to boot camp, then you go to a prep school. It's all in Chicago area. Then you um, report for SEAL training. That's BUDS. And that is over six months long. And once you're done with that, you go through another seven month pipeline of training. Then you get assigned to your team. Yeah. And tell us what Bud's training is like. I mean, my guess is it's intense. And when you're describing like earn your trident every day, <laughs> my sense is you really have to earn it every day there. Yeah. So in, in training, um, you actually get your trident at the end of the it's total of 13 months of training. And um, in order to get it, you know, the, the buzz is broken down in three phases. One's, you know, the physical, mental aspect. They break you down and see who really wants to be there. Second phase is all about diving. It's not your fun recreational diving. Um, then the third phase, you know, you learn how to shoot and blow stuff up. And I, you know, you and I um, are, have been connected because of our work with the Minnesota Vikings. And I heard you speak to the rookies, and I saw some images and pictures of Bud's training. So can you just give us a few stories or examples of, you know, what they really put you through and how that makes you both mentally and physically stronger? You know, they, they love. I'm sure everyone's seen on the Discovery Channel, you know, uh, little workouts with the logs or the boats. Um, right there, I mean, those workouts are phenomenal for, you know, holding each other accountable. Um, no one can slack on those workouts. It builds teamwork. It holds your, you hold yourself and you hold each other accountable. And um, those are the one, one of the, I believe one of the hardest workouts is the log PTs. It doesn't matter how strong you are or how little you are, it's they're tough, and um, it, it'll make or break most trainees. Yeah, and what do you actually do in, in that exercise? Can you give us a description in case people haven't seen it on Discovery Channel or yeah, just, wherever they might get their news? Yeah, it's just, uh, you know, part of a, a telephone pole. You, yeah, anywhere between five and seven guys on it, and you're just running up down the beach with it. Carrying your shoulders, extend arm overhead press, carrying, um, carrying it in front of you, taking it out to the ocean and back, up, running up, down burns. It's all about, you know, racing and being competitive and um, pays to be a winner and not the losers. Otherwise, you start over and you continue doing it. Yeah. And it's um, you're you're exhausted within 10 minutes of doing it, but it could go up to three hours. And 
it's all in your head again. You know, how bad do you want it? Do you want to be that guy that fails your, you know, your team there and quits and walks away? Or do you want to be that guy to help the guys around you motivate each other? Yeah, and Tom, give us some strategies on, like, how you kept on going through those types of exercises, but just, you know, your general everyday experiences as a SEAL. Uh, you got to have fun with it. You can't, you know, you can't be the, the guy in the locker room. We call it, you know, the cancer complaining about everything. Um, you got to enjoy it and you got to embrace it. You got you to gotta enjoy being uncomfortable and being challenged and just getting fired up. I mean, you know, being around each other in the class as a whole or even in training, I mean, everybody's such high performers at that point that you're just excited to be there. You realize that there's a small percentage of you, you know, in the world that has the opportunity to do this. And at that time, you're getting paid to do it. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, when you were saying your trident, tell us what the trident is and what that actually means to a SEAL. Because I love your analogy of, like, earn your trident every day, earn your jersey every day, you know, earn the privilege to do this, not just take it for granted. No, yeah, trident is a symbol, you know, of our honor and heritage. Um, You know, many heroes have gone before us, you know, sworn, protected, and then, you know, died, you know, protecting it. you know, we wear it, you know, we're accepting the responsibility of our profession and our way of life. Um, like I said, it, it's a privilege. So it, it means a lot to us. Um, you know, you, you earn it through training. And like I tell guys when I was an instructor, it's like when you're done with all this SEAL training, you go to your platoon, you still have to earn this thing. And, and it gets harder. It never gets easier in this community. It gets harder, you know, workups, deployments, and you have to continue earning your trident. Even always, if you decide to retire 30 years, you're still earning that. Try it up to your, your last day in your 30-year career. It's never given to you or you're never entitled to it. It can always be taken away. Yeah, absolutely. Just like a starting spot on a, a sports team or, you know, a job that you might have. Um, so, Tom, tell us about, you know, one or two principles that have been really important to you in terms of mindset or psychology that you've learned um, going through the uh, BUDS training and then just becoming an, a SEAL and and uh, being so long, you know, in, at, in the SEAL training and, and um, you know, how many years you were a SEAL? Uh, you know, going through training, um, initially it's just goal setting. You, you can't concentrate or think the end state like, am I going to graduate? It's all, you know, it's many months away. You have to set, you know, short long-term goals. And you can set weekly goals, daily, and BUDS, it's more – it's more like hourly goals. Make it through the, mm-hmm. each hour. Um, and sometimes it's each evolution. And during those evolutions, you even break it down, you know. Um, when, like, for instance, when you're, you're working out the logs and you're having to run up over the berm, well, your short-term goal is to get over the berm, not, you know, when is this thing going to end or three hours from now. It's get over the berm with your teammates, then what's the next challenge? you got to break it down and then – um, if you have the opportunity mentally rehearse things the night before, if you have uh, the opportunity to know what you're doing the next day, a time to evolution or whatnot, just mentally rehearse it the night before. You know, just like studying for exam in college. You just think about it and you go to sleep and you wake up and it's go time. Yeah, and you know, Tom, what I hear about like the importance of taking the short-term goals is really having a present moment focus, not getting too so far in the future that you forget what you're doing right now and, and having some short-term goals just to keep going and to, just to make it through the next 30 minutes. Absolutely. Yeah. So, you know, I was telling the rookies, you know, like, 
you got training camps, OTAs, and whatnot. Um, you know, they'll think about tomorrow. You know, they'll think about this afternoon or workout number two. Just think about what you're doing right now. You know, what's important right now, you know, is, you know, my philosophy, like, what's the task at hand, you know? Yeah, there was a few things that I, I heard you say um, when I sat into your presentation. One of those was the importance of just, like, controlling your emotions and staying, you know, uh, in control of yourself. Tell us why that's so important as a SEAL, and how did you learn to do that? Because I know there are times that you were uncomfortable, and you had to just push through the discomfort of training, but also, you know, just the discomfort um, and perhaps the fear of what kind of situations you're in. So how did you control your body and how did you learn to do that? Uh, you know, through arousal control, we, uh, we tell each other it's a time to turn the, the switch on and off. And when it is on, you don't dial it up 100%. Um, you know, because if someone's anxious or nervous or whatnot, it feeds. But if someone's confident in what they're doing, and they're leading by example, that speaks volumes. So it's all about controlling your emotions. You know, there's a time and place for it. And, you know, I, I told the students, you know, at the time is, you know, you control the way you think, what you're saying, your, and your actions. No one else is making you flip out. No one's making you, you know, lose your mind. It's, you can control that. And you control that by being tested. And obviously you're tested a lot through BUDS. And you're being evaluated a lot by not just the instructors, but your peers as well. Like, hey, do I want to be with this guy? Do I want to deploy this guy if we do make it through? But you're always being evaluated, and we're self-evaluators ourselves. You know, we thick skin, we critique each other, and that's, that's how, how we get better. And plus, you don't want to be that guy losing it. You want, you, want, you want to be the positive guy, not the negative guy. There's no room for negative, you know. Yes. Yeah, so I hear just the importance of, like, um, being intentional, being the guy that you want to be around, like showing up as That's the person right. that you want to show up. Like, what did you do when you um, were very anxious, you know, and maybe you can even just generally tell us about a situation that a SEAL could be put in where they might feel really anxious. And then, you know, what would you tell them to do to, to calm their body and calm their mind? Well, you know, you, uh, you we always tell guys, you know, rely back on you know your training, but if you're really anxious or if it's negative, you know, you turn it into positive, you turn it into motivation, you turn it into a challenge. Like, this is a challenge right now, you know. Nothing's given. And I thrive on adversary and challenges. You know, so, you know, if a guy's losing his cool, like, hey, hold. Take a pause. Take a breath. Think about what's going on here. And rely back on your training. You know, everyone, you know, all the SEALs have gone through the same training, buzz, the same pipeline. And think about any other times was worse than this. And there's plenty, I'm sure, just where, you know, you can you can see it is it's not so difficult that you've already gotten through dif more difficult situations. And so, Tom, what I hear you describing is just like changing your lens, changing, you know, reframing and changing yeah. how you're seeing the adversity. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, you know. Change the lens and um, stop focusing on, whatever's bothering you or the negative aspect, you know, focus on the positive things, like move forward beyond it. There's a time and place for it. We'll take care of that later. Let's move forward. Yeah. Mission, right. the task at hand, you know, it's what it's about. You know, one of, one of the things that I heard you talk about was the importance of um, like no arrogance, 
you know, and just uh, making sure that, um, you know, I remember you saying there's no room for arrogance. So, uh, you know, tell us a little bit about that and what that means and how we can apply that in our lives. And so, you know, we talk about arrogance versus confidence. Um, we like confident guys, you know, guys that are quiet, humble, lead by example. Um, it's not about themselves. Arrogance, you know, we see it as it's about them. It's like, look what I did. Look what I'm doing. I was awesome. And boasting about it, you know, and the arrogance can turn negative and it can turn to cancer in the locker room or in the platoon or whatnot. Um, so we, we like confident trainees, confident operators, not so much arrogant. And are they out there? Sure, they're out there everywhere. Everyone's got them. Yeah, for sure. So what do you think, Tom, in terms of how, what did you learn as a SEAL that could be applied to, I mean, you've already given some sport references, but what about business or life? How would you apply what you've learned to us in our day-to-day lives? You know, um, I think just the whole mental toughness, accountability, and prioritizing things in your life and having goals, um, you know, this could apply to everyone's lives, especially to a business and you know, businesses, you know, there's still place for teamwork and definitely leadership. I mean, you know, the sports team, I mean, you learn some of the same character traits that I learned in the teams, you know, physical, moral courage, resiliency, and loyalty to team and teammates. I think all this would apply. Yeah, absolutely. And just even, you know, being um, loyal to people that you work with, loyal to your family. Yeah, I can see a lot of applications. Yeah, you, you got to earn that trust and respect. You don't just walk in and you know, expect respect from everybody. You have to earn it. And that's the big thing with our community. Everybody earns their respect. Mm -hmm. And what do you think separates SEALs from others? You know, we've come to understand that they are mentally tough. They can get through anything. They can push through discomfort. They can be comfortable being uncomfortable. So what do you think separates them just from people in everyday everyday lives? And and just tell us what you think about that. I think... You know, one of the biggest things that separates us from everyone else is our uh, achievements of human performance and succeeding at all costs. Um, you know, we are common men with uncommon desire to succeed. And, you know, we know what everybody expects us, especially our nation, to be physically and mentally hard than, you know, our enemies overseas. Um, and we're willing to accomplish those goals at all costs. Um, the ability to control our emotions and actions that we talked about, regardless of the circumstance, that sets us apart from other men as well. Love it. Love it. Can you give us some examples, Tom, of times where you um, really have to work on succeeding at all costs? So, you know, but um, I don't know too many guys that would say, well, it was a piece of cake. They would be lying. <laughs> Eric, if it seemed easy, the instructors would make it hard on them somehow, you know, to test them because everyone's got to be tested. But uh, Buds was definitely, you know, in a couple of deployments, but, you know, I, I rely back on Buds. Um, you know, as I was going through, I'm like, this is my third and final time. Um, you know, I'm getting older. i got to start moving forward. And I was the one that succeeded at all costs. Uh, you know, I was broken, and I, I just kept going. I knew this was – I was on my last straw. And I wasn't willing to leave until I graduated. And I think I got that mindset on, um, that helped get me through. I just I made that decision and, you know, I had a big enough why, as we talked about. And I trained to that truth and got through. 
So would you encourage people to consider what their why is, you know, and it, and what I hear is like it really got you through uh, that last time of buds. It allowed you to be successful, to become a SEAL, you know, um, would, would, is that what you'd recommend for people who really want to just keep on pushing through? Yeah. In regards to what you do, you got to figure out what's your purpose, you know, why are you doing it, and is it your passion? That's what's going to get you through, you know. Um, some people may see money as, you know, as their drives them, but it's got to be more than that. Otherwise, you're never going to give it 100%. You're mm-hmm. going to do the bare minimum, collect your paycheck, and move on, you know. And, you know, with athletes, I truly believe that if they have that why of is either the love of the game, the love of being around other athletes or peers, you know, um, whatever that purpose is, being part of something bigger than themselves, helping others win, um, it would make them a, a elite performer. I mean, they'll be unstoppable because they have a reason more than a selfish, you know, reason like, hey, I'm just collecting these paycheck and moving on. And our community, you know, we don't see that. If we did, we would weed those guys out. It, you know, uh, either you're, you know, walking around as a Navy SEAL or you're a team guy. Team guy, you know, we nickname each other. Um, we're there for each other. So many applications to life. I think just as I hear you talking about um, just the philosophy and what it takes and how you keep on going. So, Tom, tell us about a time that you've had to sacrifice. You know, and I, I just know what you've went through in terms of your training and um, your dedication to our country. So, you know, tell us about that. You know, just uh, it's pretty straightforward. But the biggest sacrifice I've had in teams was just leave my family. Um, you know, for train trips and deployments, that was that was the hardest sacrifice was leaving them. Otherwise, um, you know, it was an honor and privilege to serve. Yeah, how did you get through that? How did you keep on, you know, leaving them every time? Like, what was a strategy you used to, you know, move on and, um, you know, still thrive as a SEAL? You know, it, it's a personal choice. Um, it's, you know, just go, knowing that you're going with the boys. I mean, you're going out to get challenged. You're going out to train. And you're going out to hang out. Um, you know, it's, it's being part of that brotherhood and knowing that you're going to eventually deploy together. And it's not, it's not, you know, I never thought negative, like, oh, I don't want to go or whatnot. Um, that's, what I, that's what we do. And it was necessary. And we look forward to it. Not all trips were you know, fun, but you got to have some of those non-fun trips that challenge you. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, what I hear is just this philosophy of like seeing difficulties as opportunities and, you know, being excited for challenges instead of getting small or thinking small, but really, you know, embracing them and, and seeing challenges as positive. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah. So, Tom, tell us a little bit about, you've already kind of said, you know, why you think understanding your why is really important. And what I heard you say is, like, just the importance of having a deep why, not just a superficial why. Um, so you've told us a little bit about why you got into the, the SEALs and because of September 11th. But, you know, wh- what is your why? How would you describe that? My why is just, uh, you know, some of the values I got from my dad was just service to others and um, just never quit attitude. and and, you know, with me, it's, it's helping others, um, helping them to succeed in life, be better people, 
you know, I work on it with my, you know, my kids every day. And, um, you know, I coached a high school football team for a couple of years and it was just, it's very, um, fulfilling, you know, impacting those young men's life. But, you know, at this point, it's the same in the military, you know, it was always about service to others. You know, I just want to continue that in the civilian world. And, um, I mean, well, honor and privilege it, it was to serve such a you know great country, the American people, and my family and friends. I mean, not everybody might agree with us or the government or politics, but that, that's to the side. You know, it was it was for the people that cared. Mhm. Mm-hmm. I like the service mindset. You know, that you're doing it just not for yourself, but for a bigger reason. Absolutely. So, Tom, tell us about a time that you failed, and I, I ask you that question because. Um, just with the emphasis that nobody's perfect, (laughs) we all fail, you know, and there's a lot that we can learn from times that we make a mistake or fail. So tell us about a time that you learned uh, or you failed and then what we can learn from it. You know, um, you know, back in buds, I did fail a, it was a four mile beach time run. Um, I had an injury at the time and in regards to the injury or whatnot, I did not pass the run. So you get an opportunity, you know, and then there's potential to get dropped. So, you know, you, you have, you know, either you feel sorry for yourself. Most people fail, you know, and you let it distract you or you grow from it. You look at it as another opportunity and, um, you know, opportunity persevere regardless of the circumstances. The way I look at it is it's a challenge. Like, okay, well, I, I failed. All right. Next time I do this, I have no choice but to pass and you move on. And when that time comes, you just go out and you do it. Um, you know, failing, you know, I mean, most people, they face a difficult challenge or a hardship or obstacle. They just want to give up, you know, but if you work through it, it builds resiliency. And that's what gets you through, you know, the tough times in life. And once you learn how to fail, I mean, you're unstoppable. You can't be yeah. to fail. We, no one wants to fail. No one likes failing. But I do believe, you know, you got to fail once in a while. It makes you stronger mentally makes you stronger. I think you can learn a lot from times that don't go so great. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, helps you just become better. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It does. So it's t- you grow up. One thing that I wrote down that you said that I thought was really just powerful right there is, you know, you can either feel sorry for yourself after you make a mistake or you fail, or you can go for it and see it as an opportunity to persevere despite the circumstances, to stay resilient, and to stay focused on, on what you want. Absolutely. I mean, if you truly have a goal or a passion or a big enough why, you're not going to let, you know, one failure stop you from it. One drop past or one, you know, strike out or whatever it is, you know, in sports, um, you just move on. You're like, okay, you learn from it. Maybe ask others, hey, have you ever felt like this before? What would you do, you know, in your locker room or, you know, or whatnot? And you move forward. It's, it's over with. There's nothing you can do. And just build you stronger, right? So, Tom, tell take us to a, a like an aha moment that you've had in your life. You know, something that you really learned about yourself, and and how can what can we learn from your situation? Well, just pretty a quick one. I would just say when I finally graduated, Buzz, after a few trips in a long haul, um, when I graduated, I stand around my you know my brothers. It was just like, wow, this is it. And, you know, the takeaway is, you know, never give up, pursue that, that goal and um, understand your why. 
if you truly want something, you're able to accomplish it, and you just don't give up. That's the thing. That, that moment there was, you know, within a week, it was almost like you missed it. Like, it was just such an impactful event in your life. It was fun. I mean, it was hard, like a lie, um, but it was hard in a fun way. Yeah, tell us that, about that. How was it hard in a fun way? Because people might be listening and be like, what do you mean? How How is hard fun? You know, whatever you're, if it's log PT, instructors are yelling at you and making you do all these exercises, you're just thinking like, all they're really trying to do is think of hard stuff for us to do with these logs. I mean, yeah. you know, it's not like, you just got like, okay, it's not us versus them or anything. It's just, they just want to see how tough we are and you just want to impress them. I mean, they're your role models, you know, and I was in the other end as well as a role model. And, um, it's just suffering and through pain, you know, with your boys, it, it's fun. You know, you motivate each other and you just laugh about it in the, the day. Like, wow, we just did this or, you know, we got this tomorrow and you look forward to it because you're doing it together Yeah, as a team. You're doing it as a team. But perspective is so important there. You know, you could see the difficulty as, you know, not exciting and like something you can't get through. Or what you're saying is like have fun with it. You see it as positive. See it as something that you can thrive through and that you can be resilient through. Yep. Absolutely. So, Tom, let's go to the top 10 traits of high performers. I know you have that in front of you there. Um, If anybody wants to um, check this out, you can look at, you can find the PDF on my website at drsyndra.com. So, um, Tom, which one of these as a SEAL would you say that you exhibit the most? Uh, I would just say number one, they are greedy. Yeah. And tell us why you're greedy, Tom. Yeah. You know, just as, you know, you got broken down, I mean, that whole adversary you know, setbacks, challenges, obstacles, building resiliency, the whole mill of toughness. Um, and, you know, you have on there passion, you know, towards long-term goals. I mean, you're never quitting on it. Um, well, I like how it's broken down, you know, gritty. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I heard you say, I mean, you this really what you've been talking about through all this, this interview is to keep going. And you, you know, despite that you didn't make seals and you didn't get through dubs training the first time you kept on going and you kept on staying passionate about what you wanted and and your goals so which one of those would you say you're still working on and i ask you that question just because we're all a work in progress and you know it's really difficult to be a 10 out of 10 maybe even impossible on all these traits right um well currently you know i'm in a situation where um i would say it's number two i do have a purpose but you know it says have a clear purpose to your work well, I don't have that work yet, so that's definitely what I'm working on is to find my purpose outside of the military now. Yeah. That is yeah. the biggest challenge for me right now is, you know, I know my passion and my why, but finding that purpose in the civilian world, that belonging, that's my biggest one that I need to work, that I am working on. I'm sure you're like many SEALs. I mean, um, I don't think we said this is the beginning of the interview, but you've only been retired for 12 days. Yes. <laughs> so very newly retired. Um, and, you know, I'm just thinking about the research that I read about transition. It makes sense right now that you're looking for, for that why and, and connecting it back to the civilian world. 
So um, let's go to the speed round, Tom. And what I want you to do is just think of like the first thing that comes to your mind. Can you uh, think of a resource or a book or anything like that that you'd recommend um, to the audience? Yeah, you know, I, um, a couple of ex-team guys, you know, wrote Extreme Ownership. I think it's a great leadership tool for business, sports teams alike. And uh, a buddy of mine named Joe Sweeney wrote Moving the Needle. I think it's a good book on transitioning, networking, and um, it'll help any athlete, military business, you know, get clear mind and pursue their goals. So extreme ownership and moving the needle. Yes. Uh, Tom, what, what's the best advice you've ever received? Best advice I received is from a friend of mine. Actually, as I was transitioning, um, I was doing a lot of volunteering you know, an NFL team, the high school team, a couple of training facilities before I got out um, during my transition time. And, you know, I was talking to buddy of mine, I said, you know, I'm saying yes to everybody. He's like, well, think about this. If you don't learn how to say no, you won't be able to say yes to something that really matters in your life. Hmm. And that was impactful for me because um, you know, I do have five little ones and um, it's taken a lot of time away from them. But, you know, I just thought it was necessary for this transition. Yeah. So you had to say no to being a SEAL so you could spend more time with your family and your five little ones who are, I believe are napping right now as we're talking, uh, right? One more time <laughs> to say no to, you know, um, volunteering outside my job. Okay. I was, you know, helping people outside my job, um, helping, um, you know, some personnel in my job is strength and conditioning. And I was, I was busy you know, on top of my job as well. So, yeah. That was the best advice. I really took that in. It's like, well, I never even thought about that. Yeah, so good, so good. Um, what's the success quote that you live by, and how would it apply to us, Tom? You know, it's um, the only easy day was yesterday. Straight from my community. And it's one of those sayings, and, uh, you know, it makes you constantly push yourself to excel through all challenges every day. And I think as an athlete, this concept, and keep you motivated because um, it puts things in perspective. You know, when you wake up knowing that every day pose new challenges, and you're ready to face them head on, and you'll be well equipped to achieve any goal you set. So the only easy day was yesterday. Tomorrow's going to be harder. Every day gets harder. You know, that mindset, you'll be fine. Awesome. Only easy day was yesterday. Love it, Tom. So let's wrap up the interview today. What um, advice would you have to those high performers who are listening? And what I really mean by high performance is just, you know, you're working to reach your greater potential, your standard of excellence. What advice would you have to, to us? I'd say, you know, um, like I think I talked about earlier, most athletes work on the physical performance very hard. Um, but why not work on the mental performance? And it's, I think it's more important, like I talked about, the physical performance, and that will separate you from ordinary men and help you to be a lead performer by working on those mental traits. And you have 10 of them. You know, we have several traits, you know, as our own, but a lot of them are resonates with each other. And, um, you know, again, at the end of the day, the best way is just remember your why, embrace it, and train to the truth. 
Tom, you have given us so many things to think about today, um, so many golden nuggets. I want to just repeat a few of those back to you to summarize because this is what stood out to me. We talked a lot about your why, understanding your why and and coming from a deep sense of purpose. So it's not just superficial and really kind of owning that why every day. I loved that you talked about uh, earning your trident every day, you know, like earning your jersey every day. And, and seeing what you do as a privilege and earning that you can keep that privilege every day. And I thought it was really beneficial just so in general how you talked about seeing adversity as challenging and not something to become small, you know, or allow you to become small, but something that you can rise to and, uh, um, and you can thrive through just by your perspective and seeing it as an opportunity instead of a difficulty. Um, and I love, you know, the SEAL philosophy. I think there's so many applications we can make in life and sport and um, and business. So I just want to thank you so much for spending some time with us and, and sharing about the Navy SEAL philosophy so we can incorporate into our lives a little bit more. No, absolutely. No, I appreciate it. And um, looking forward to talking more. Awesome, Tom. So if we wanted to connect with you, how would you suggest that we do that? Uh, you, you know, I've talked in a couple of teams and um, high school, college, and NFL. And either you're looking for, you know, physical or mental training, um, I get help with my experience. And you can reach me in my email right now. It's T Dillard, D I L L A R D, I B at Gmail. And I am in the Minnesota area, and, you know, I like to work within the community here. Excellent. Excellent. Well, Tom, I just want to thank you so much for your time and your energy. Again, if you'd like to reach out to Tom, you can do that at uh, T Dillard IV. That's the fourth <laughs> at gmail.com. So again, thank you so much for, for being here today, Tom. I appreciate your time and your energy and your insights. Thank you for listening to High Performance Mindset. If you like today's podcast, make a comment, share it with a friend, and join the conversation on Twitter at Mentally Underscore Strong. For more inspiration and to receive Syndra's free weekly videos, check out DrSyndra.com.